are you guys doing? Where's the vibe? How are you? Hello, hellos. Hello, everyone. How are you guys? Well, since Menzi put me on blast, um, it's very weird because he's going to come back because he's the first poet that's going to share um, a piece with you guys. Um, background. Menzi Nkonza um, is actually one of the, the founders of this whole um, words in my mouth poetry thing. He's actually um, a writer, a dancer, performer, and a businessman, if you would say. Uh, he's actually, he actually has a book out. I don't know if he's going to be slamming some of his poems from the book, but Menzim Konza, please come up to the stage again and perform some poetry. Okay, and we are back. Um, this poem I wrote for uh, myself because I was going through some spiritual realm thing, so I really hope you enjoy it. And as always, just snap your fingers. just gives it more vibe, you know. And we also live on Instagram as well, so it, it's nice for, you know, to hear fingers clicking. <laughs> I knew the sound of God's voice from the moment he spoke wisdom into my mother's fetus. He touched me so much that my pain can't help but to write about him. My thoughts can't help but to think about how good it's been to me. So tell me, how do you expect God to use you when you yourself are a defect? I've always crossed my T's and dot my I's because there's always someone above me. Hence why I never lose the capital letter I. The thing about education is it wants you to understand things. So I trust my best to fit the things of God in a school-based assessment of worldly understanding, trying to feed the body things that only the spirit understands. I wanted to be so many things growing up. The last thing I expected to become was a poet. Not that it's a solid career or anything. But I imagine it's when you are afraid of who you are and exposing yourself to other people. I've learned to be a voice to those who have left their mouths too long and silent so that they don't have to shake or vibrate when they have to tell the truth. Because Jess is now Jesus because you gave your life to him and nothing can stop him from living within you. See, listen to me. I will never stop being loud with my words, even when they are scattered on this white page, hidden in paperback books that seem to be quiet. I hope that you would open this page. I am not going to whisper. Instead, I'll shout in the face of your consciousness, hoping your soul will listen, because my voice is an inanimate object that makes my words a tangible thing for the soul to grab hold of. So please don't hang up on me. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Menzim Konza. Thank you. Thank you. I feel bad for the next poet that's going to come up because now that's just like too much lovey-dovey things going on. Like Menzi, tell us what what have you been, what have what have you what have you gone through in the last year that you must write such stuff? I swear, so many breakups that you've been going through. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Let me not, let me not, let me not hold you guys back any longer because now you've gotten into the zone of listening to poetry. So the next poet I'm going to introduce is not actually only a poet. He's actually a uh, creative. He's a rapper. He's pushing his own thing, and he's very brilliant. He's open-minded. He is the one. You should like he. Whenever he performs, the crowd will listen. 
regardless of what you're doing or regardless of what you're doing, you will listen to this person. Um, he's actually a really close friend of mine. I've grown up with him since primary. Um, I need to stop saying I'm a lot. Let me just embash. Hello, people. I'm Bash. Um, I'm actually a rapper and I'm running a brand, Safalone. So, y'all guys just holler whenever. And uh, you'll probably at some point hear us playing on the radio with Manzi and Noah in the background, Nyana, because that's where they should stay, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was me trying to make a comeback. So, um, I'm going to perform something. It's uh, sort of like a love poetry. You know what I mean? It's that listen and wonder. What awe awaits, you know what I mean? Um, so it sounds like this. Ecstasy. Some say it's a drug. Some say it's a place. Well, I say it's a person. So beautiful that if you had the same class, you have to sit in front to focus on the lesson. Her smile so bright it glistens. Her voice holds more sugar than the fields at Malilad. Lalelad, like a sleeping, like a sleeping army being ambushed. She's my kush, fresh barbed with a round bush. But like a drug, she tends to make my mind mush. And her eyes tend to let me vacate, just like a place. <laughs> she is water in the Kalahari. Art. I'm Milhouse. She's my Lisa. When she stands alone, the prefix Mono comes to Lisa, then you'll be looking at the Mona Lisa. <laughs> this girl's so hot, she can make you believe in God. Believe me, she's hot. Your fantasy is a hallucination caused by ecstasy. Kiss her, you'll be on and at ecstasy. I'm addicted. That's why I gotta have her next to me. Thank you. Uh, since no one has an injury, I decided to take over the MC duties. <laughs> um, the next poet, this lovely, lovely lady, uh, Ropa. I uh, actually met her wh while she was performing at Penryn, and damn, that performance was powerful. Um, Ropa, please come to the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a little bit nervous for some reason. I'm not so sure, but yeah. Okay, so the poem that I'm going to recite is called um, It Is Their No, no, it's not It Is Their Time. <laughs> I'm pretty nervous, but it's called um, hmm, 
Let me think of the name. Africa's poverty-stricken souls. Africa's poverty-stricken souls. So you can start here. Apologies, apologies.
And so the next poem that I'm going to recite is the one I actually wanted to start off with, but I kind of forgot it. Um, it's called Our Protest. Okay. So basically, um, you know, I was thinking about this. I, I'm like, okay, we, we protest a lot. You know, we go around in the physical realm protesting, you know, about fees, about, you know, how Zuma must fall, etc. But then it just stays there. You know, these leaders that we are protesting to, they are not doing anything. So we might as well just, you know, kneel down in prayer because at least we've got a great God who's actually greater than, than them, who can actually do something. So, you know, that's better off than you know, protesting to someone who has no power than Jesus. So, anyway, this, let me go. We go around preaching about racism, sexism, chauvinism, discrimination, homicide, and femicide, as if it is the only truth that exists. What about the truth that sets us free? What about the truth that sets us free from all the racism, sexism, chauvinism, discrimination, homicide, and femicide? We gain lots of power to protest. I'm talking about a monster energy boost in our spirits that gets us so drunk in our noises and cries as if it's the only truth that exists. We go around preaching about racism, sexism, chauvinism, discrimination, femicide, and homicide as if it is the only truth that exists. What about the truth that sets us free? What about that truth that sets us free from all that racism, sexism, chauvinism, discrimination, homicide, and femicide? We forget that there is a God who exists, who is willing to hear our cries about how the fees must fall, how Zuma must fall, how black lives matter. The problem is with us is that we raise our complaints to mostly devil worshippers. Honestly speaking, very few Martin Luther Kings in power. So, so then, if a leader is in power and is not led by the Spirit of God, who is leading that leader? And so to the protester, who are you raising your complaints to? We go around preaching about racism, sexism, chauvinism, discrimination, homicide, and femicide as if it is the only truth that exists. Let us raise our protests in prayer, fasting until our lips crack, kneeling down on our knees until they turn black, preaching the gospel until our enemies turn to that gospel, raising our voices on how the devil must fall in our churches, schools, businesses, marriages, mentalities, cultures, songs, movies, and societies. Of course, black lives matter, but when God matters, all lives matter. Therefore, God matters in our churches, schools, businesses, marriages, mentalities, societies, songs, movies, and activities. May we stop preaching about racism, sexism, chauvinism, discrimination, femicide and, and homicide as if it is the only truth that exists because there is a truth that exists and that truth will set us free from all that racism, sexism, chauvinism, discrimination, homicide and femicide. May God arrive, arise and, the, and may the devil fall. Thank you.
Okay. I'm not going to say anything, but we're going to continue the slam. <laughs> so um, the next lady I'd like to present to stage is, uh, is a founder of another poetry organization in Matsudu. Um, they have poetry Tuesday, Wednesday, I mean Tuesday, 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 yeah, at the Sky Lodge Lounge. Lounge. See, I didn't do my research, guys, okay? I was only told now. Anyway, uh, Sky Lounge in Matsulu. So, Lindo, please come to the stage. It's, it's Poetry Tuesdays at Sky Lounge. Yes. Okay, the first piece is not titled, so I would love a title when I'm done. <laughs> we are stuck in a world where we fight for relevance, where relevance is determined by the color of your skin and your accent, and if your accent is black, I am sorry, but you do not make the cut. We are pushed, hands on our faces, we are black lips, speeches who are trying to save those who've lost their identity. Let me express myself without fear. We are black lips, speeches, fighting for those without voices, black lips, speeches. I am just another girl spitting verses about being black in a world where black has become a taboo. Black without apology, I will pursue. Nobody sees it, but see in my mind. In my mind, I am pushing this black thing. I am grinding it. I am hustling for it. Black Slayer, call me Melanin Queen. Black Slayer. I'm saying I'm in it to win it. I will be black and I will be relevant. It is in this world where pens speak louder than the echoes of a crying woman. Black lip make me relevant. When politics have become bankrupt, I am rich in words. Black lip bring me back. Black penmen write. Black lip spitters speak. Chasing relevance has us leaving our cultures behind. Chasing relevance has us loved without voices, hypnotized by every application trending. Black lip bring us back. All right, thank you, that's it. And the next one is about, I wrote it when, um, when we started having the whole words about um, women being killed every day and stuff. So it's called We Are Revolution. <coughs> and when you see me, Know that I am not a pair of breasts, not a pair of thighs. You'll respect me. Because you've seen my strength stretched limitless, joy tearing my womb as I selflessly enjoyed pain, I birthed you. The thighs made way for you, let you in, but I am still more. I am not a pair of breasts, nor a pair of thighs. Just to prove to you, 
I pushed my way till I wore a graduation gown certificate imprinted with my name, yes, my name. I worked hard for this, this is mine. You will respect my hustle. Born so beautiful with a beautiful mind. My vision exceeds that of society, pregnant with ideas of a better social standard. Somebody should know I am not just a pair of thighs, not a pair of breasts. I am a heart on two legs. Passion flowing in my veins, pursuit defined by the rhythms formed when my lips move, painted in red because I am not a pair of breasts nor a pair of thighs. I have a mind. I am not just two lovely thighs engraved with stretch marks. No, I'm not a pair of breasts nor a pair of thighs. Did you know I give life? We are revolution. Evolvers of the new meaning of Imbogoto, heartbeat of the very earth that you bury me in. I said, I am not a pair of breasts nor a pair of thighs. They kill us because they are cowards. They kill us because we intimidate them. They steal our light because we are flexible enough to become leaders. They saw us drive and their egos took over, killed by who I gave endless love to, bent by he who was meant to protect me. Now I may not know much, but I know that's not what they meant when they said I was flames. <laughs> Some of my black girl magic got you trembling and you couldn't handle it. We are not a pair of breasts nor a pair of thighs. We are revolution, movement, stand up. Thank you. Look at that. Okay, we're going to continue this slam. And um, the next brother I'm going to introduce is Swa. Swa. Come to the stage, Swa. And then you can do all your formalities, you know. Twitter, Facebook, you know, all of these nice things. <laughs> <coughs> hello, hello, everybody. Ninjani. Mm, apparently, the two previous ladies brought life to this whole thing, hey? Mm, I can hear louder voices. I'm getting goosebumps. I don't know if anybody noticed that I'm wearing a coat, but I feel very cold right now after what just happened on the stage. Um, well, as Menzi said, my name is Swa. Full name is Siwa Kile. I cut it short because it's harder to say. So I'm going to be reciting. My first poem is entitled Broken Heart. It's not a full poem, just a skeleton of what it should be. So I hope you enjoy it. <clears throat> Hello, broken heart, my old friend. Due to unforeseen circumstances, we meet yet again. After countless warnings and signs leading to this very moment, where I look in the mirror, and instead of a reflection, I see an opponent. A silhouette of the person that used to be, I am now an empty shell, because she took all of me. Her words were mesmerizing like the voice of an angel, yet her actions were piercing you like swords from every angle. 
She came with the promise to rebuild the ruins of you, but she was an angel. Oh, she was truly a demon disguised as an angel who came to see the destruction through. Now we're both shattered into a million pieces, opened up to her with the hope not to relive this. And my second poem is entitled, Shattered. Oh, what? I told, okay, man, that was a disclaimer, by the way. When I said it's a skeleton, I said, Matambo with no flesh. <laughs> so those were the bones. You can see the bones. I'm going to give you more bones before I give you flesh. <laughs> Um, the next skeleton is entitled Shattered. <clears throat> you say you love her, do you? Then why must tears fall down her eyes whenever she thinks of you? Reliving the hurt and the lies that you constantly put her through, she was willing to die for you, but now you have turned into the death of her. You went from hero to zero the moment you raised your hand against her. The very moment you stained with her own blood, her favorite sweater. You quickly turned from her place of refuge to a site of war. Turned from the love of her life to the water that quenches the fire deep within her core. The skeleton is over. Um, wait, wait, wait. In proper English, what do they call it? They say it's, it's just a teaser. So, you know, taster, a sample. <laughs> um, my last poem is entitled Fight or Flight. This, by the way, is a letter written by a broken-hearted girl. So... To all the women, please listen very close. In Machita, Aslalele, what, what, like you guys, I can urge you even more. Like, let's listen to what we do at the end of the day, you know. Ah, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, here goes. <clears throat> Once upon a time, we fell in love. You took over from the relationship that left me baggage. Little did I know you could end up, oh, little did I know that I could end up becoming a savage. We fight, fight, and fight again till you decide that I was not enough for you. I fight, I crave, and yearn for you, but I guess that was my suspension. You threw me away like a rotten apple with no hesitation and replaced me with toilet paper, only useful for shit. Yes, she did you a favor by wiping your tears away when I was not there because that's what you needed. You needed someone to show that I was wasting my time and hope. She doesn't know you like I do, but I guess let's just say that's a cover-up. Much that I care for you, I guess I could never be good enough to even become a runner-up. But if that's what you want to do, then let's go ahead, move houses, and let's see if you get through. Thank you.
this is very awkward. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why in a minute. So, who broke your heart, my neck? Some some shy man. Some trap. Okay. So so you look inside and stop talking. So you look inside. Fix this. Fix this matter. Okay. The reason why it's so awkward because now I have to reintroduce myself again because because people are scared to be the first one to go on on stage. So I decided to take the honors and do my thing. So here I am again, Sanbona Ninja. <laughs> my name is Vincent Konza, and uh, I'm a writer and a poet, guitarist, musician, uh, an artist, all around in general. But the main purpose that I'm here today is uh, I'm a poet. So I'll give you a little story about this poem. Right, went to Grahamstown two weeks ago, and uh, I was I was in my fields, hey, because I was all alone enjoying the National Art Fest. And then I was performing at, at a cafe called Cafe Divine. And this poem came to me. And I was like, yo, I, it's too much. They say the truth will set you free. I'm waiting for my words to haunt me. I'm a catastrophe of words. And this poem is the poem that I've been too afraid to write. I have put words in your mouth and I cover them in my shadow. I wonder if God covers my curse words, how my tongue whips the backs of people. My hands will tell a story about the late night, early morning EVT, EVT, e ETV channel when I was 13. It will also tell a story about the seeds I planted on my mother's two-ply toilet paper. <laughs> it's a poem, okay? It's a poem. Jeez. <laughs> How do you ask God to bless the works of thine hands when thine hands are evil? This is the poem that, that my hands get out the writers from. This is a poem that causes men to become interior designers, moving furniture around, because don't we all need to rearrange ourselves so we can fix our flaws? This is the poem that gives out more money to drug addicts than poor people. This is the poem that looks in the mirror and spits in its reflection. This is the poem that gets baptized in wine and tells sober truths. This is the poem I perform exorcism whenever I feel like my insecurities are taking over. This is the poem that my mouth has been trapped in a cell with a key in its pocket. This is the poem that will crucify all my insecurities and resurrect all my flaws because this society will name me down to its fucked up standards. This is the reason why I try to make my flaws by looking for someone who is perfect. This is the poem I prayed in tongues about because people do not listen. This is the poem that breaks out hallelujahs when amens are finished. This is the poem that turns Bible verses into questions. This is the poem that I wrote all my sins in. This is the poem that Jesus died for. This poem sounds a little bit like me. I'm sure you've noticed that my shirt says focus, occupy, and vision. So this is, this is my theme for like the past two years. I must focus and I must occupy like I'm doing right now. Occupying stoop. Get it? Thank you. And my vision for, for words in my mouth since we are an up and coming organization is, is to give platform for poets to express how they feel, you know? 
you, you can tell that, ah, me, I'm just free. I'm at home. So this next poem is to the future pay kind of vibe. Before I met you, I was so close to request for casting on date my family. Before I met you, the little bit of love I had left put a rope around its neck, but was too afraid to kick the chair it was standing on. Before I met you, I was a haunted house with mirrors, so imagine looking in the, in the inside when everyone around you is afraid. Before I met you, I was a writer who could not turn the page. Better yet, I was a poet who was too afraid to create new images using written language. Before I met you, my heart seek permission from my brain to love, but now it says, fuck it. Before I met you, I was a musician stuck on a chord, a guitarist that could not strum, and a drummer that had no rhythm. Before I met you, I was so sick of love songs. Before I met you, I was a leaking pipe, pouring up my love to flows that could not absorb a single drop of my affection. Before I met you, I could not think of ways to say how much I like you. And when I do meet you, this poem, this poem will be for you. This last piece, <laughs> I know, Amir of Elenamul, today, Amir, Amir. Uh, I actually have a book out, it's called The Pressure of Love, Dindazela Gwetando, you know. And uh, I'm just going to be saying one or two lines from the book. So in case you think I'm lying, I'll go get it. So this is how it looks like. It's available for 100 grand, but not tonight, because you must give other people a chance. But after we're done, you must, you must buy this book. So uh, I'm just going to flip to a page, and I hope you enjoy this. She, the one who holds my heart, kissed me, and the sweet taste of her lips melted down to my hips. My heart skipped a beat from the treble clef of my mind to the bass clef of my feet. I guess I've always had a thing for girls who can sing. She sings a C-sharp note that pierces straight into my heart, the kind of note that brings me fall F-flat on the ground when she rejects me. See, she is my favorite portrait because just like Suzanne, I will paint a picture 60 times because I'm fascinated by her beauty. I will reject one-point perspective because from all angles, she looks good. In my eyes, she is beautiful. Her face does not need to be stylized. I place her and I opposite each other on the color wheel because she compliments me. Corbett once said, show me an angel, and I'll paint one. So I put those words, took those on, my, on a canvas. That's why I painted you. If you were a sentence, you would have no full stop. Your love is endless. I choose not to be separated from you because we are not closest but lovers. I would use a dash to join our names together so we become one. I would never choose to leave you out like an illusion. I would use an apostrophe S every time your name is mentioned, and I would know that I belong to you. Like a metaphor, I'd compare thee to a summer's day. Like a dash, I will never change my thoughts about you. And just like an ellipsis, I've been thinking about you. So that's the pressure of love. Thank you. Okay, here's another awkward moment again. Now I have to present the next pe person on stage. Okay, who's next? 
Anonymous. Ah, guys. Long as cut. Cheswin, Tolbui. Come to the stage, father. So this dude, right, he didn't write poems, and he only got to writing this year when we started hanging out, you know. And then he was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to write poems now. And then he's going to be dropping a book sometime next year. Uh, it's called 24 Hour, A Day on Earth. But then he will explain what it means. Anyway, Cheswin, Sagijim. Claps, nothing. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. Okay, let me first explain the book, right? So, a day on earth. Basically, it's 24 hours, right, in a day. So each poem will represent an hour, if you think about it. Just keep that in mind that each poem represents an hour, so, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> okay. Poetry. Deep. Bam. Done. Cool. Okay, for real. Uh, the first poem is titled for Hour One. It's basically based on the hours. So it's midnight, past midnight. Hi. I've seen you around and I've never had the courage to say hi. I figured I wasn't worthy. I'm Cheswin. I like having intellectual conversations, being random, and always falling when I least expect it. Now, if I were to jump into an endless ocean of conversations with you, I'd prefer to sink in your deepest thoughts. I'd drown in words of singular meaning only to realize your anxiety to be alone. If I were to jump, I'd let you cut the cable so we have no strings attached. I'd close my eyes and blindly fall for you, and as I see my reflection in her broken promises, flashes of rusty memories come back to me. I'm driving. I've managed to prevent myself from developing any emotion for anyone, and yet as distance allowed me to admire what I once lost, you managed to switch on every admiration I had for you. It's foggy. My headlights aren't working. I'm afraid if I go any further, I'll crash. Blinded, and yet my heart refuses to buckle up. My warning signals flicker, and yet as I stare into my rearview mirror, you are the fairest of them all. They say perfection is spotted in dreams. She had a smile so perfect, a touch so effortless, I glance from a distance, and yet life's greatest mystery is, what if? She's, she walks as if time has granted a passage to eternal life. She looks upon this world, just like how you wonder why I wrote this poem. Um, and the second poem, it's our two. Dear love, I've heard that you bring happiness. I've seen trails of you in the eyes of those chapters I lost. I'm tired of playing hide and seek because I'm always seeking. I've spent sleepless nights astronomizing your location. I was told you meant broken hearts. On December 10, 2016, I finally accepted a life without you. On December 10, 2016, I found you in her eyes. This is hour three. You asked for a love poem but I'm not a love poet. But if I were, I'd write. Your eyes are like stars that light up the corner of my heart would retreat to. If I were a love poet, I'd tell you I jumped. I'm falling so fast that, that it's not only gravity pulling me down, my eyes are closed and I'm telling my heart take control. Anxiety builds up close, the closer I get to the ground and all I can think about is, I hope she catches me. I'm not a love poet, but if I were, 
I'd let you know that I'm waiting for you. Even if I'm gray and I've sent death to voicemail, I'll be waiting. I'm not a love poet because if I were, I'd force myself to fall in love with you only to end up breaking both our hearts so that I can have a love poem to write. I'm not a love poet. But I wrote a poem and it goes like this. Chapter one. I have this book and blank pages, two pens and a missing author. I wrote the first words, us. This is the fourth hour. <coughs> Her name numbs my tongue like stolen kisses from an angel's lips. It's 18 hours before midnight, I just woke up. I close my eyes because I refuse to see a thoughtless pillow. I walk blind because, because I, I had a dream and you were in it. I open my eyes to see my reflection point back at me. Her eyes glitter in the moonlight. Do you remember as if it were yesterday when you'd climb trees and play hide and seek and you loved seeking because it gave you a reason to find her? Time. You're always ahead of me. I live in my past because I miss what it was. I search for love because the future is a mystery. You stole a part of my life which I can't recall. I got this car. It's still bleeding, internally. See, I got this car because love is blind and I always allowed my heart to drive. Where have you been? See, I've been lost in my mind all this time, reorganizing organized files because this world, because this world, <sighs> I think I finally know how it feels to be the girl with earphones on with no music playing, and her eyes wandering within four corners. Thanks. Okay. We're gonna continue the slam. And next up is this brother's name. <laughs> He's the dude that actually got me into poetry. Yeah, like, yeah, this, this is like, this is like, you know, like when you have a mentor and then he just guides you through it. It's this guy. Kingdom. Kingdom. Sagichim. Excited. You must, you must do that poem, Good Boy, my girl. Yo. <laughs> it's too neat. everyone uh, hey what's up <laughs> uh, my name is kingdom um, I am his mentor yeah that's that's great someone someone get me my white beard like I feel like I'm the master sensei yeah anyways um since you asked for it um, I guess I'll start with good girl my boy yeah where are you you and me after this. <laughs> I'm running at a loss for reasons to respect you. You do things for everyone to accept you, except you. Assets all out in public, bum shorts changing yourself, Picasso on your face, paintbrush changing yourself, put on queening graces and airs, yet insecure wearing your own hair. 
if you hiked your, stand, your standards up as high as your skirt, you wouldn't go around crying, all men are dirt. But because you're young, you get away with a lot. Your bosoms don't sag, don't need degrees to know that you're hot. <laughs> but fire doesn't thaw, and right now you're aflame. Insta nudes like a boss because you're building a name. But that body is a temple and not one for horseship. She says, buses stay in their lane. My tunnel takes warships. Okay. You can't see Canaan under cannon fire. Hop from clock to clock around the clock for the big O clock. And you will tire till you're burnt out and brittle to the touch. What was once so firm gave way too much. You see, one day you won't be worth a second glance. But them breasts still perky. Girl, there's still a chance. <laughs> um, and then that's the first half of it. Uh, the rest is for us guys. Whatever happened to the gentlemen? Most days I'm convinced I'm all that's left of them. Gone are the days of chivalry. Fuck boys sold us all to infamy. Just as well, because no one wants a nice guy. Treats you good, but doesn't know the nice styles. Fuckboy saves contacts as bitches one through seven. Doesn't know your name, but he's got the keys to heaven. Never misses the keyhole. Boy knows how to rev an engine. And when he takes the shift down, poor girl just can't imagine. What's the use of her name when daddy is all she can mention? Now, fuckboy may or may not know, he can't have seven without making them hoes. Because each one knows that they do not belong, that what fun they have, they won't have for long. So he's a bee that they string along. Back home, they're men being cheated on. Though granted, none by any means are none. The fuck boys are, in fact, the faithful ones. Yeah. Well, uh, the other poems that I, preferred, uh, that I prepared for today I wrote under the impression that my mom wouldn't be here to listen to them. <laughs> but because she likes things. <laughs> she, she will, she will, yeah, she will, yeah. Um, the first poem is titled Poor Kids. And uh, it actually relates to what um, this fine, beautiful lady uh, spoke about earlier. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I feel bad for our kids. Who's gonna care for our kids? We're all too busy chasing what's lit to see our kids' parents are kids. I feel bad for our kids, poor sons of bitches. Their moms looked down and saw a way into a life of riches, till AIDS had her AIDS up, looking nothing like the pictures. Thought she was a big hit because of her pleasant features, till she got hit for eating the last slice of pizza. I feel bad for our kids. No one gives a damn for these kids. Some angel will say, daddy, daddy, and he'll only see the mess that he did. Imagine being the kid that says, all I got from dad was congenital syphilis, abandonment issues, and though I know it, I'd hate him. His absence is killing us. I feel bad for our kids. 
poor sons of bitches. It'll be a competition at birth to see who can die the quickest. Because if mom and dad could leave it, then why on earth should I live it? I would be livid. If you can't keep a life, then why would you give it? I feel bad for our kids. No one seems to care for these kids. All life has to spare is despair for these kids. You live your life without a care because you don't care for these kids. Looking up to future and there just isn't one there for these kids. Everyone trying to be everyone else leaves nobody there for these kids. I feel bad for these kids. Poor sons of bitches. If you took time off the gram, you might see the bigger picture. Because if I can see it all on Insta, then why would I want to be with you? Just how am I going to keep you if you think hoeing is not an issue? I feel bad for our kids, so I think I'll just keep dogs. Because that's the only way I'm raising a bitch. That's the only way I'll put up with shit. Only way I don't mind it chasing a whip. Only way I don't mind it liking the lick. Only way I don't mind it doing doggy with every dick. And when it comes to love, this will be the best that it gets. Okay, you're off the hook. <laughs> um, the next one is titled God Forsaken. Um, Um, by the way, um, I know we're all model C's here, but I'll tell you anyways. Um, demagogue is is um, is a term that actually means a politician who gets by by making false promises to the people. So that's what a demagogue is. Okay, anyways. Um, learn the difference between a demagogue and a demigod. Politics may be king, but the people god. Politics promoting policies while the people starve. Publicly building palaces where your people starve. Can't stop spewing your fallacies like a man of God. No wonder we're enemies. I mean, where's your heart? Selling the state to people overseas, act like you don't see. I mean, how do they oversee when they're overseas? Let them fuck your mother, Africa. Seat swimming round her ovaries. No pill the morning after. Another region, a home for disease. Breeding inequality. Minority? Monopoly. And is it just me or does... Oh, does asking for our land back sound like a fucking apology? The timing's never right. Guys, look at the economy. Rich in resources, poor in natives. What a comedy. What happens when you ask for 30% of what's mine? Marikana, dwee. My brother, how do you want me to spell it? You just ain't free. This isn't a contest, black and white. Man, just look at the contrast. Must have skipped the fine print in the contract because his salary is premium. Mine is just compact. But if I was a white man... I wouldn't change shit. <laughs> I mean, it was our great-great-grandfathers. I didn't do it. I make one Kaffir friend who speaks good English. Maybe one day, he'll let me fuck his bitch. Our democracy is a young man of 24 years. And just like most young South African men and women, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, I know this is a very hard pill to swallow, but the truth is like that sometimes. Now, I don't hate white people. I mean, they're the reason why we have, like, PlayStation. No, no, actually, those are the Japanese. Ah, but Xbox. That nah, kind of sucks, actually. Ah, they came up with civilization, guys. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, right? Because before then, we had, like... Uh, Lion cloths and mud huts and oh, the pyramids of Giza, you know, those things that we can't replicate today because 
you know, um, the colonial powers uh, destroyed all of the knowledge so that future generations of the indigenous people would only have 400 years of slavery to claim as their identity. Hmm. Well, I don't hate white people. I hate white supremacy. The way I see it, we're all just subject to a system that happens to benefit white folk at the expense of black people. Therefore, no one in this room is to blame. However, the onus does fall upon us, the living, to correct the mistakes of our ancestors. Now, I don't presume to speak for everyone. Some might think that things are fine just as they are. Others still might be nostalgic for the good old days. Where are they? Okay, watch out. <laughs> um, but there are some amongst you, like myself, who believe in a fair and equal society where men and women are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. It is to those people that I say, we can all embrace the grand ideals of equality, fairness, and opportunities for all. That's good and well, but if we ignore the reality of the systematic oppression of black people in our society, then we're no different from the oppressors. In the face of abject poverty, an inferior public education system, high varsity tuition fees, etc., freedom loses its meaning. So my challenge to you is to band together and form a united front against the status quo. And stick it to the man. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. As we continue to fight for freedom, <laughs> um, the next poet I'm going to be introducing is Noah. Noah is just a general artist, and you'll hear why I say so. So, Noah, please come to the stage. Do you need, do you need help? You sure? Okay. It's so weird. You guys are packed up together. I actually wanted to go home because you guys were like so amazing. Rapper, Kingdom, Bash. You guys make me feel so inferior. Okay. My first poem is going to be based on um, what is happening, what has been happening to women um, with the killings and the abuse and the unfair um, inequality. So I hope you enjoy it. Sharing something as fragile as intimacy with someone is as inevitable as seeing an African woman live and die with her legs spread. You see, we are surrounded with men who whisper the secrets of squatter camps and subverted to young suburban men who wouldn't give two cents to the next old man selling wisdom, priceless, yet who price tag every girl just like a hashtag every Friday night, priceless. You see, our young boys roam the streets with ambitionless vision, blinded by the dark-skinned women they prey upon, with promises of lust, disguises love, glittered on their lips, so they can sparkle every action brought into the next bit, so this dark deed looks a little less desperate. You see, every word he spits so delicate, and calculated that each sentence could form a Pythagoras equation just so he can get you in the right angle. You see, in this situation so right, the words warm-coated with misconceptions, deception misleading, and has you leading into something that I myself would call taboo. You see, it's Friday evening. 
The sun has set in your intentions, set in motion. The motion in her body without fail will entice you. So why would you fight the urge to stay calm? You see, this is all so sensual to you. It's just crazy that you didn't know that you were her first and had broken her virginity. You sign your name on every broken piece with your, with your cartridges and condom packages. You stain the lacy red underwear. You seek to now erase every page with stories you filled up forever after. You see, your, her heart heavy under the weight of your feet so you had trampled over her. You see, bruised, a carbon footprint left so you will be remembered. And the only thing left are the sounds of her footprints happily ever after. Walk out the room, you see, her heart heavy under the weight of your feet so you will now buckle and tremble under the silence of her suffering. You see, words whispered through a condom lose their charm. And so my silence during sex will make all the difference when the warm-coated feeling of lies clothe her body and the only cold breeze that sends shivers down her spine is me hearing a voice over a tape recording of the day you were raped. You see, words whispered through a condom lose their charm. So I won't use one. And so my silence during sex would make no difference when the innocence is stained and the only protection that gave you were lies that masqueraded the eyes that severed the ties yet to be born. I mean, I could have hit it twice if she hadn't gone to rape-wise. Thank you. The next two poems are going to be religious poems because I feel... Um, yeah, it's it's God. You, it's, it's, there's no, there's much, there's not much you can say about it. Like, it, if I'll just sound repetitive if I just continue to speak about it. So, God, clear. It's clear that I almost had you. See, I think it's clear. I never had all of you, but only most of you. But the tongues I spoke in were only parts of the truth. You see, my love for you was like modern age Christianity. See, I couldn't comprehend faith that passed the appeal on my five senses. I guess that's why every time we spoke, you called me senseless. But in my defense, I don't think I was senseless or even selfish because there is no way, there is no way I wouldn't give a ransom for you just like Jesus Christ. You see, for you, I'd have my arms impaled and my head crowned with thorny false pride. I'd scream your name to a Sunday sunset while my body gets crucified. You see, and my pain will tell truths, my mouth fails to even try. You see, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us, do to yourself the things you would do to your neighbor. However, how can I, when I would lie for you, kill for you, let the Psalms sing songs of the dangers I present, just like revelations, though I'm all not that bad, I swear. You see, I swear, just like a cursed promise born from cussing, my love is imperfect, just like a child born into sin. This is my new beginning, so teach me how to love you, and I will follow every instruction to the book of Genesis for you and my redemption. You see, I want to be baptized in your holy water and let every tear you weep taste as sweet as the creme you weep. Serve it with a green apple. My throat's clogged with all the misconceptions I had about love because you were my Proverbs 31 girl. See, and I was just another serpent looking to take a bite off your sinless body. You were coated by our father, rest assured. This wasn't incestuous, rather ambiguous because I won't pretend that I planned all this. You see, I never wanted a conversation with you in heaven. And I ended up choking on a green apple. My throat clogged with all the misconceptions I had about love. You see, I guess I needed to fight that satanic battle because I'm bleeding through my mouth. My words are poisoned, and it's all because of this God-forsaken Adam's apple. Thank you. Um, this next poem is my version or summary of the Bible. Um, but obviously it's a love poem, so I'll just twist and turn. 
I heard a poet named Sipokazi, um, where she she gave this 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 thing where it's she was like, um, light has a property of momentum, so it exerts pressure on anything it's exposed to. So when God said, "Let there be light," He said, "Let me move you." So I basically reinterpreted that into one of my poems, and I hope you guys like it. May I dress you up from within? The darkness sprinkled with the ultraviolet of your smile, and your word is light, so when we speak, you will shine upon the dawn of creation. Let there be light. On the first day, see, on the first day, I'll ask you to give me six more days just to woo you. Promise of your love, embedded on velvet skies. Deception casted upon the gray area, caught between life and death. Life is a cloud of confusion, so let me clarify. You see, the value of a soul lies in its scarcity. And so a soul that predates the stars is one of value that exceeds the life of Caesar and only worthy of purchase by the one almighty that has bowed to the Sabbath. You see, for I am darkness. See, I am darkness, so when we speak, your word is light. So if you fail to see me, just befriend the fingerprints of my deeds. You see, you are like a bouquet of flowers grown from the Garden of Eden. See, and just like flowers, just like flowers, I will exile you from your roots and water you with deception so your nature is foreign to this land of sin. And you will lay accustomed to this land and bear seeds to favorite season to sprout the beginning and blossom your book of Genesis because your courtship is creation and my love is persuasion. You see, do not condemn my methods for loving you for just like Isaiah, I will walk the streets of Jerusalem naked and preach of your beauty and nudity just so you can see the blunt sin stained upon my skin. Just like Elijah, I will proclaim my love for you and just like Moses, I will bring myself as close as possible to the promised land that is your body, you see. Just like the Israelites, just like the Israelites, I will be delivered from the clutches of King Pharaoh and resurrect the emotions that have been mummified like Amun-Ra and write the story of you and I in Egyptian hieroglyphs, so hoping you and I are familiar with each other's religions. You see, because our Bible has prophesied the birth of our sacrificial bondage, so before our Genesis, let us organize our books in order from Genesis to Exodus to Leviticus and pray to deliver us from this exorcism that has scared you away because unlike the untamed Baptist, I will fulfill my intentions with you because I will not be born prematurely. Thank you. That was awkward. Thank you. Um, Okay, last poem. Uh, okay, so this young lady over here, Rapa, was like, I should write a poem, right? Because I saw this person the last time we had a poetry slam. I saw this person, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a crush on this person. So... So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna slam this poem. She's actually here. I'm not gonna tell you who she is, cause then if she says no, then I'm just I'm. T um, but okay, Rob is asking if she could stand up. I'm gonna look away. So the person that I'm gonna slam for me, you please stand up so everyone can see if she's going to stand up. <laughs> the sad part is she actually knows poetry, so she knows if it's good poetry and bad poetry. So I hope you enjoy this poem. I call this poem, 100 Ways to Play Yourself. 
Unlike the end of a letter, I have chosen to start loving you like this. Sincerely yours. See, I've written 100 poems in the light of your name if you've never heard even one of them. See, I've written in languages my hands are familiar with, so this pen and paper relationship is our new form of braille. You see, I'm a calm-natured man, hence why people think I'm pretty cool. But if you came closer, I swear if you came closer, you'd see that I'm burning inside. This may seem like bubblegum poetry, but the reason I've chosen to love you like this is because I'm afraid. You see, I'm afraid if I keep chewing my pride, I'll blow a bubble, leaving my hands sticky whenever I touch you, and you'll scrape me off your body because you think I'm a bit too clingy. You see, this may seem like bubblegum poetry. But the light I see when is bright enough to synthesize the flower bloom nature of your beauty and beehive the honey filled kisses on every sunflower and daffodil smile. You see, your smile makes spring jealous and summer seem useless. You see, your heartbeat is a song I'd have on repeat, waiting for the bass drop just so I can hit the folks too. And see, and if I could. If I could, I'd pause this song just so I could write better lyrics and slow-mo our music video whenever I slow dance with you just so I can see your face for a while longer. You see, if I could, I'd dim the sun down just so I can show the world that you shine brighter than any other girl on this earth. See, if I could, I'd stab my eyes with a needle just so you can be the last person I ever see. See, if I could, <laughs> see, if I could, if I could, I'd cut my rib cage out just so you could be my Eve. If I could, I swear if I could, I'd share Adam's forbidden fruit just so I can redeem my sins with you. Thank you. Damn it. Okay. Hmm. I no if I was other if I was otherwise, you know what I mean? Nah. If I was otherwise. If I was otherwise. Okay. We're gonna continue the slam. And uh, our special guest for tonight, all the way from Zambia. Guys, Zambia, we're going international. Last month we had Kolega Putuma on this stage, all the way from Zambia, residing in Swaziland. This homie is nominated for a Swaziland Award. Uh, he plays guitar, he's an artist, he's a poet. Uh, we actually met last year at the jam session, man. Yeah, met at the jam session and then we started to connect and then six months later, he decided to show up. Joseph Alexandra Brown, please come to the stage and grace us with your presence. Twitter, Facebook, don't forget, Marakalanga Sanbonan. Yeah, thank you. Good evening, guys. Uh, the stage is never working. Uh, good poets are here. 
Um, yeah, so I was thinking on my way. I was driving here, and I saw, do we have any Jehovah's Witnesses in here? We don't. Okay. And I saw some, Je I'm not Jehovah's Witness, by the way. I'm Pentecostal. So I saw a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses, and I started thinking, imagine if Christianity was made illegal. Yeah. Like churches would have fronts like they do in the mafia movies. It would be like bread of life, of bread. Yeah, and then, you know, evangelists would be like the gang members, and they would be like, hey, yo. Hey, yo, what's up? I got a verse, yo. I got a John 3.16. Oh, okay. And he'll be like, hey, yo, what you carrying on you, sinner? You got some sin on you, boy? Kneel down and pray, boy. Okay, so... Uh, I'm going to do a couple of poems, originals. I write my own stuff. And the first one is titled A Thousand Ways to Play Yourself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, f the first poem I'm going to do is titled Matchsticks and Flames. Hey, what's up? I had a Jamaican dream about you last night. And I dreamt you were the freshest, the greenest herb I've ever seen my whole life. And I was thinking, bro. Stay with me here. I was thinking. How hard she'd become if I light her up with matchsticks but see tonight i'm about to cool out your flames with my cool thank you okay um how many of you have some knowledge on greek methodology mythology okay how, how many of you know medusa Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, the next poem I'm going to do is titled The Nerd Who Walked Through Schoolyards. I wrote this when I was in ninth grade, by the way. When girls hadn't broken my heart yet. Well, a few tried. But yeah, okay, let's go. I was known as the nerd who walked through the schoolyards alone to the beat of my own jukebox in a cocoon with a sign that said private. In my own little world where I decided my own climate. See, I was quite sick trying to figure out where I fit. Ended up deserted in a desert but with an ice pick. And there I was singing to myself, what up, homie? What up? What you gonna do today? 
We in this together, so whatever the weatherman may say, with us is summer, it's always summer. And here I was thinking, you never see a man cry until you see a man that has seen his mom die. Man, why did she have to leave that way? I wish I could rewind time and bring the grief right back. See, I was up late at night waiting and choosing what to make you for breakfast when daddy walked in and said mommy had left us. And here I was thinking, well, this is something that was meant to test us. But the following day, I started singing, what up, homie, what up, what you gonna do today? We're in this together, so whatever the weatherman may say with us is summer. But some Sundays you don't get. You don't get some sunshine on some sunny days, even though you pray for them. But you see... Some sunshine has absolutely nothing to do with the sign. I said some sunshine on some sunny days has nothing to do with the sun. See, optimism is a state of obstacles, obstacles, or obstacles to see options in a system of obstacles. I'll say that again. Optimism is a state of obstacles to see options in a system of obstacles. Be your own optician. Change the way you see your future and your future will change. I was told brave is a, is a trooper. Just like Spears killed Medusa. I believe I came from a jeweler to shine. I was born. I was told the higher the highs, the lower the lows. So our guardian angels don't got to have halos and wings. They're within the friends that we have. And so I have a friend to sing with. What up, homie? What up? What you gonna do today? With us is always summer. Thank you. Okay, so the next piece that I'm going to do is a little political. One of y'all follow politics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I wrote this poem, you know, thinking about my next child, my child. I don't have a child, sorry. Thinking about my child, who isn't born, by the way, and how they look at things if they were chosen to lead a country. So I put myself in those shoes and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm this child now. So this is my manifesto. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the Republic, we have elections approaching. And I'm coping with my position, and on top of the whole thing, I just wanted to let you know what my agenda is promoting. I'm bringing sexy back. <laughs> See, we've gotten too used to fear, and it no longer has to stick around here. I personally have gotten too used to bad grammar being all I hear. 
But we're going back to the days when come meant get over here. See, when they talk here, it's always Brazilian, never really about us. When they talk politics, it's never really about trust. See, weed can also be called grass. Just like a cup can also be called glass. You go to the filling station and you fill your car up with gas. But I reckon none of y'all were talking about a donkey when you were talking about. Ask, ask about the dude that wrote the James, King James. I said ask about the dude that wrote the King James. See, whip used to be something that they used to whip slaves in the past and bowls something that they used in games but now whip could mean range and bowls being brave come on ladies and gentlemen we have elections approaching and i want to let you know what my agenda is promoting i'm bringing sexy back <laughs> see it all of just clicked when my friend went crazy the other day and even I got ticked. And believe you me, I ain't trying to get slick. But I heard it's a curse word if your name is dictatorship in the kitchen. <laughs> dictatorship in the kitchen where biscuits are sometimes called cookie. Until I got a call from my friend Lucy saying, do you want some of this? Seriously though, ladies and gentlemen, we have elections approaching and I want y'all to be serious about this bad grammar that is provoking, provocative, provocateur, however you want to call it. But believe you me, when it comes to good English, I'm all for it. But what you probably don't foresee is that I'm just a fetus two weeks old in my mother's womb. And children like us are referred to as accidents and this is something that you didn't assume. I said children like us are referred to as accidents and this is something that you didn't assume. When you look at the tomb, you see my mother's womb. My presidential potential was dust and my mother's reality is a broom. I can't even go back in time to reverse this curse, but this is something that I wish my mom would have rehearsed. I can't even stretch out my palm because I'm scared when she looks at it, she will see that my future is blatantly ended. It's never been eminent. It's all evident. At this point, you know there are times when you search for network, which they sometimes call service. Just like when you go to church, they also call it service. You take your car to the garage for routine checkup, and they also call it service. But here I am in my mother's womb, and she's standing in the corner of the streets selling a service. To all those ladies with Brazilian hair that sell this service just so they could get that Brazilian hair, it's really unfair. As I pull back and try to wrap my head around what the impact is of our bad grammar. I can't even reference it to the dude that slept with my grandma. See, that's grandpa. What you don't know is that my dad repped my mom. And words from reception like, 
get rid of it have been bombs in our home. They tell you to reach for the stars, but I can't even stretch my arm. Future blatantly evident, I can't even read what's on my palm. But uh-oh, I sense movement. I think mama just got a client because a machine just came in between her legs and snapped my twin brother into bits and pieces. Thank you. Ah, okay. Ah, uh, you guys still with me? Okay. So, I'm going to do one more poem. Oh, two, one, two. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to give you two. I'll give you one now and one for the road. Uh, I've done this poem before. Uh, I think a couple of guys have heard it before. Uh, the title is Like a Flower. <coughs> you are the sweet-scented enigmas of anthers and stigmas adorned by glamorous petals of sky-frightening, sky-heightening, mind-heightening, eye-widening. Looking at you makes me feel like I was struck by lightening beauty these petals only give mere hints of how lovely you are you're like an inverse gravity that lifts me off the ground and causes me to rise above every star see you are like a wild mirror that possesses healing powers and makes me forget about every scar when your firmament when your when your when your when your aroma come on come on come on come on give me some gas give me some gas when your aroma makes its way into the universe's nostrils and the firmament exhales, all it does is release the gospel. The scripture or like that. See, you are like a violent gust of breath out of God's respiratory system. See, when you use your lips to speak your thoughts, I can tell the last time you knelt down and prayed, God kissed them. Don't twist them, your hair strands that swing and broken, don't twist them, dear sunshine. Don't twist them, your sun rays that pierce through the epidemics, yet leave skin and broken. Don't twist them, dear sunstorm. Looking at you, I see why God still opens doors. You are a simple hope in a jar floating to a seashore made of a generation whose lights dwindle often. A more ink, no bullpen, no palette to a canvas this beautiful. An embrace that has nothing more than an orphan's dream. Dear Snowflake, do you know how hard it is to write about something that melts when it touches the palm of your hand? Something so distinct like the print of the thumb of your hand, even the dumb understand, so I double check before I land mine like a bomb in the sand. Thank you. <laughs> One for the road. I always say English came in a plane and very few people were in it, so. <laughs> if I err, 
I wasn't on that plane, guys. Yeah, so. The title of this poem is Can Your Eyes See Me? Hey, girl. Girls. <laughs> What's up? Okay, before I go on, okay, I need to give you like a background, you know, brief story behind the poem. Um, this is a poem that talks about how a guy is trying to reaffirm his love for his girl, wife, fiance, whatever, girlfriend. And yeah, so kind of describe that. So. Hey girl, what's up? You and me have something good going on right now. But I know the fact that you are pretty makes you one of the hardest to get. But how many times do I have to walk around you for you to fall for me? You little wall of Jericho. Girl, girl, are you related to Bin Laden? Because right about now, you're the bomb. I don't even know if you'll have a driver's license, but girl, you've been driving me crazy. On the real though, can your eyes see beauty? Can your eyes see love? Can your eyes see peace amidst the Allah Wahbak, a boom of the Middle East? But can your eyes see me try to love you? Can your eyes see me as I swim oceans, every bicep, every tricep, every night that I slept? Only one or two hours, but hours is like a chemistry. Can't you see our spirits are methylated? I have every move well calculated, estimated the distance of the veins in your eyes. They like a mop to me. They've got to be as I stare at the galaxy of your eyes. Am I just looking at a black hole? Or since they say home is where the heart is, am I looking at, a, at the back door? I mean, really, it's sad to see how others have to keep their love constantly charging like blackberries. <laughs> Actually... Can your eyes see when there's somebody on your turf burst into the heat of the visual in October? Broken aircon. Couple makes love on a sofa. The beast in her takes her man on. Hang on, you lovers that have taken off your clothes and forever sunbathed one gaze. Will your eyes see when that love turns into hurt? And they reach that stage and he wants to kill her. Caged are the angels that once flapped their wings to keep hearts fanned, but now they've grown horns and their beauty has met its life its lifespan. Stand and see time. Can you see how I kick the moon back into its place? Can you see how with the meteors I have raced? Can you see me dive into your tears and teach aliens how to doggy paddle? 
Can you see me type the type of stuff that makes astronauts drunk in my space? Bars. Can your eyes see me as I grow up, as I become a man? Can your eyes see me as I spit in the faces of cheating boyfriends? Can your eyes see me counsel abusive husbands as a husband and a father? Can your eyes see me break the wrecking ball that Miley Cyrus swings on? Give her an overall and show her what she ain't working with. But can your eyes see my psychoticness? How I try to get even a life out of this mess? Can your eyes see me try to get a wife out of Miley Cyrus's mess? Pistols will just pop me down dead because that is peace of mind out of this stress. Can your eyes see me? Talking about eyes, facts say we blink about 12 times per minute. Those of you that read, Okay, for me who, who was born in the late 80s, BEA beautiful are the bottom, the bottom and top eyelids that have wrapped themselves around an organ that is an inch long and weighs about 7.2 grams. I didn't see that much love in the Titanic. TV. Loosely translated, loosely translated, when a rat stays in your house for too long, sits on the same couch that you sit on, and turns on the same TV that you turn on. I came to you like a rat with a bulky CV, but your heart received me. Me and you were born to roam past. We're like elephants in the safari. We are a contrast like penguins in the Kalahari. Like a broken flask and the warmth comes out fast and the cold goes in. Love like Nick and Mariah. The type of love that has teeth like piranhas. No man can define this. Only with deep stares and eye contacts can you sometimes define it. But with multiple texts to multiple girls can you sometimes decline it. Some of y'all have to be constantly reminded. Who are you in love with? Would you love them if they no longer loved you back? Would you love them if they no longer had your back? Would you still love them if they lost their eyesight? Would you still talk to them about beautiful things like flowers and the sunlight? So hold her hand today like you are hanging from a mountain. Kiss her like you are drinking from a fountain. Let the covenant of the ring ring a decibel so outstanding such that when people astounded ask you how long you've been together you'd be like eh, 40 years but who is counting? <laughs> so I look at her and I'm like girl Without your love, it's like this stage without a microphone. I can project. Let me give you another one. I look at her and I say, girl, without your love, it's like asking Chuck Norris to count to infinity. Twice. 
I look at her and I'm like, girl, what a beauty. You are a star. Every journalist dreaming to a celebrity's life forever ignite. I'll put in work in spite of every fight. Can my words be your shelter on every night? They better be right, she says, as I give you pieces of my heart. We could be too dope. Other couples better be sprite. And those of you that haven't had Tudor before wouldn't understand. But it's even much dealer. Apa tebe talesa tapafuka chushi. Apa tebe talesa tapafuka chushi. Loosely translated, when God blesses you, no smoke rises. But you shot down from heaven and smoked every rival. I know some of y'all niggas think you relate. But you don't know that this girl was born blind. She couldn't see the sunlight. She couldn't see her son's eyes. But I was sure of her love for me, like the C-section. Even after that C-section. So can your eyes see 